man. Come on. The light's green. Let's go. Where is it? Oh, there it is. Got to roll with the Padres from the NL. And that's for legal reasons, right? Oh, yeah. For <laughs> legal reasons. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Late to work sports. 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 What up, world, and welcome to another episode of Late to Work Sports. As always, I'm your host, Jonathan, with my co-host, Ray Ray. What up, Ray Ray? What's up, John? Hey, man, another day, another day. And uh, tonight, we have a special guest on here as our guest host. What's going on, Brandon? What's going on, guys? Thank you guys for having me. Hey, man, great to have you on. Yeah, man. Thanks for being here. Yeah, yeah. So for y'all that don't know, we got uh, Brandon from the West Coast with us tonight. So we're uh, we're from coast to coast tonight with y'all. So we got a pretty good show, man. We got a lot of topics lined up. Um, NFL's been kind of going crazy today. Surprisingly, it's been quiet up until now. So y'all, gen- a lot of news popping off left and right. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Y'all, gentlemen, ready to get into it? Can't wait. Ready. All right then. All right, then. So our first topic, I guess, is uh, the NFL Combine. We can talk about that and uh, kind of who who we think's trending up and who we think's trending down. So the biggest one to me that I've been seeing everywhere, gentlemen, is uh, Anthony Richardson, quarterback from Florida. This oh yeah, this it's just been nasty. Dude, this dude's a, this dude is a, a, a athletic freak. I mean, he's coming out there. He just broke the. High jump for the uh, or the the vertical, excuse me, for quarterbacks. Like yes. set the record. Yep. Um, he's out there running fast. He's huge. He's he's faster than Cam Newton, but just about the same size. Um, I mean the kid. I think me personally, I think the kid's stock is definitely trending up. Uh, this draft or this combine, excuse me, could not have done any better for him. I definitely think there's going to be teams looking. I'm not 100% sold. He's still a first-round pick, per se. Uh, if he is, he's definitely a late first-rounder. But I think he's definitely a second-rounder now. You know, if you get him, obviously, to a team that maybe doesn't need a quarterback to jump in week one. But that's one of the ones that's really uh, trending up. And then, also, speaking of quarterbacks, C.J. Stroud. This kid to me, is the best quarterback in the NFL, or in the draft. Uh, I think he's ready to go day one. You know, a lot of people said that they were kind of worried about his, his athleticism and can he run and can he do this. I, I think he's good. I think he's, like I said, I think he's a day one. Um, he just seems to be able to look at his game and see the mistakes he makes in his game and learn from them. Instead of pretending like I know it all, you know, he is humble enough to critique himself and try to prove on that. To me, that's huge. So those are two of the big ones. I got a couple of other people that really popped out to me. Um, DJ Turner, he posted the fourth fastest 40 times since 2003. I think he's definitely a, a day two solid pick at a defense or at corner. Plus, I mean, the dude is very agile, can change directions on a dime, and he loves to hit. 
So he's going to be an aggressive corner, I believe, in the NFL. So, Ray Ray, you got uh, you got any guys you're trending up on? Yeah, I man, I would touch base on what you said real quick. We're going to start off with DJ Turner. We'll walk backwards. Imagine running the 4-2-6, and you're still not even the top 10 fastest guys. I mean, like, you are hauling, and you still can't even break the top 10. That's just crazy how faster people are. So that's awesome for him to be able to do that and just just fly. So that's definitely good for him hauling up or moving up in the stock on that. When you talked about C.J. Stroud, uh, it's pretty cool because it's about what you said is about how the combine has him graded. So they gave him a 6-4-6 six, six, uh, overall grade, which means he'll become a good starter within two years. So I think that goes pretty heavily with what you said, that he's able to see what was his issues and that he's able to move up and do better. So it'll definitely be interesting to see where he goes with everything. Now, obviously, being a Georgia fan, I've been biased watching my Georgia players. But uh, Big O, I don't know if you've seen those highlights of Darnell Washington just absolutely demolishing everything he's done. Have you? The video of him where he's going up and he's getting that one arm, that snag, and then he's just demolishing the, the press machine. I have not, personally. Oh, yeah, I have to get them sent to you. You'll freak out on those. And then uh, when it comes to the Florida quarterback, I agree with you in that it's definitely helped his stock. Let's just call Florida what they are. They've been a dumpster fire recently and been absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. So the season didn't really help him too much with trending up or getting better. But I think now he's got a good chance with the combine. He's definitely one of those players that it helped more than it hurt. Uh, other people standing out to me. What's the quarterback for Kentucky? Is he, obviously, he's not standing out to me too much. Can't think oh of his name. Oh, my God. Uh, but he's, Will. he's actually been talking Will Levis. Yes, I was about to say it starts with, a, it starts with L. Yeah, so Will Levis, I mean, he's he's definitely done a lot better, too. You can tell he's going out there, and he's just putting it on, on the line. So it's been pretty neat to watch, just see who's going out there I, I, and just laying out. I'm curious with him if his arrogance is going to get a hold of him. I don't know if y'all remember, Josh Rosen came out and wasn't a bad prospect coming out into the NFL, but his arrogance was shown that night when he got drafted. And uh, he never amounted to anything. So I'm curious to see if his arrogance is going to get him more can because the NFL, no matter who you are, man, uh, the NFL will humble you, you know, and especially the quarterback, it will humble you. So I'm curious to see how it's going to play out for him. Well, uh, and you know, to add, to add something hey. onto, uh, the, uh, Anthony Richardson thing, yeah. uh, like Ray Ray said that the Florida Gators were just absolutely terrible this year. They didn't, they didn't meet their, their expectations. And then it just kind of, it, this this combine really really showed the upside with him with the speed with the with the arm with everything. So I mean that that was surprising for me as well. Just going through uh, seeing his stats from the combine. Yeah, uh, I mean they're definitely to me those are three big players that are, to me are, are trending up. The combine was very very good for him. So I do have a couple here. I got Hen and Hooker. Mine was really honestly, gentlemen. Mine was really quarterback heavy. I got Hinton Hooker. Um, I expect he'll struggle at the pro level if he's expected to come in and compete in his first season. Uh, if you look at him, he started his career in Virginia Tech, ended up going to Tennessee, and he did obviously improve you know, throughout each year. But I don't necessarily think that the Tennessee offense preps their quarterback to be ready to move to the next level, at least not yet. Um I think he needs some time. I think that, you know, 
with his ability, maybe the right uh, in the right place, he could become a decent quarterback. I'm not going to say a lead or anything. I, I I don't know if that's obviously a little too early, but I think like if as long as he gets in the right situation, he could do decent. Uh, if he gets drafted to a team that needs him to come in this year, he's not going to do well. Me personally, and the other one that I was actually really impressed with, um, Stetson Bennett. So everybody obviously knows what happened to him in January with him getting arrested and everything. And obviously hey, they knew it was going to be. You got nice things to say about him. Uh, hey, man. I got. I don't <laughs> think nothing bad of the dude. I don't think nothing bad of the guy at all. <laughs> I just know that that was uh, your like, man crush for a while there. I had to mess with you. Nah, man. Never was. But, just, everyone just kept crapping on him. They finally proved that. Well, he had a fall from grace in January, you know. and. Right. uh that's right. And obviously he knew it was going to be on display during the combine. And I'm going to go ahead and tell you, man, he handled it with grace and was very humble about it. Uh, he understands he made a mistake, and it is what it is. Uh, you know, he took responsibility for it, didn't make excuses for it, and said, you know, I'm the fourth person in my name. I got to be better. I got to be better. So that was awesome. I, I really think that um, with the right team, he can be a good backup on the right team, a solid backup, solid option. Maybe even get a shot, depending on the you know the team around him. I mean, you get a team like you can run in there and uh, and take over for somewhere you know like the Forty ers There's a very I mean, good chance. Yeah. You know, Brock Purdy showed dreams can come true. That's true. I don't believe he'll get drafted over the third round. Me personally, um, and no, I think he'll get drafted, but it's going to be back there. Yeah, I think he's going to be a sixth round. If if he if he's if he is drafted before the third round, I'd be floored. So I just don't think he shows the skill set that the NFL looks for initially. And just because you don't show the skill set doesn't mean you don't get drafted. But right. you know, that's just that's right. just my opinion. So is there any uh gentlemen, is there any people that y'all are trending down with their stock or got any other assessments about? Um, I'll say real quick, I wouldn't say trending anywhere down or up, but I will say I'm tired of Bryce Young slander too. I get that he's 5'10", and people are hating on him everywhere. But let's just go and be honest. He won the Heisman for a reason. He kept Alabama relevant this whole year. And Alabama does have a tough schedule. You know, they definitely play some harder-hitting teams. And he kept them relevant. He kept them relevant. I don't care if he's 5'10", at 204, because Paxton Lynch is 6'7", at 240, and he still can't do anything. That's the last I'll leave on that for you. Yeah, I mean. (laughs) But. What's up? I just say, like, it's just. The hate is just unreal the, on the man for being 5'10". Here's the thing. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Let me see what you think, Brandon. Drew Brees, Hall of Fame quarterback? Absolutely. Well, he stood six foot tall and weighed 209 pounds. So yep. And and that, you know, that's that's something that goes with, with what the whole Bryce Young thing is. is there's, there's no necessary correlation between height. Uh, last year with Kenny Pickett, it was the hand size. Uh, like, I, I don't see a when those high like yeah it can make the it can make you can see the windows better but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're a great a good or bad player yeah and that's the thing man uh i mean how many times are players drafted number one overall that are bust you know oh yeah constantly this thing is there's no secret there's no mechanics there's no whatever you want to call it to saying that is what we want. There's just you know things that they think that they like, and they think think that is 
stereotypical, that's that's what you got to be. But to put people down because of the size, I mean, come on, man. Like I said, Drew Brees, small. Remember, he had small hands yeah. too. Yeah. Size is shown yeah. to be absolutely nothing with these combines. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, you have you have wide receivers, man, that are, you know, because years ago it was if you're not a big, stu- a big, tall, you know, wide receiver, you're nothing. When I had, you had to be Calvin Johnson. Size. Nowadays, you got these small wide receivers that are, you know, that are my size. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill's smaller than me, and he's out there like destroying five, people. Or so. I think he's like five eight, five he's nine. Like, he's, he's probably taller than me, so you won't feel bad. I think he's like five eight, five nine. He's not tall, man. He's five ten. Is he? Well, okay, yeah. so then he's he's about an inch shorter than me. But he's short for the position. He looks tiny so out there, right? Yeah, but but when you look at it, is he really now? Because it seems like a majority of wide receivers are all getting around that height. Look at Cooper Cup. Yeah, we've sacrificed height for the speed and being able to cut up people. Mm-hmm. Um, well, pretty much it with the combine, gentlemen, unless y'all got anything else with it. No? Okay. No. Mm-mm. All right. Got nothing else. Well, since we're on that topic of draftees and stuff like that, we'll go ahead and get into a little rougher topic here, and that would be the issue with Jalen Carter and uh, obviously what happened to his teammates and the staff members. Um you know, a couple months ago during the uh, right after right after celebrating the national championship. So um, I get in a little bit of details and then I'll kind of just kick this to to you, Ray Ray, and let you kind of go from there. So obviously there was an arrest put out or a arrest warrant put out for Jalen Carter and he's being charged with a misdemeanor. Um, they said that they have video of him and the other vehicle being drove by the staff member that they were driving opposite lanes of travel, overtaking other motorists while driving at high speeds. And uh, I think when the when the other vehicle crashed, it said it was going like 104 miles an hour, killed the offensive lineman on impact, and then the young lady that was driving it passed away due to injuries at the hospital. But here's where it kind of reflects bad on Jalen Carter to me. So obviously he said he wasn't close to the incident. I think they said they've come out now and said, yes, he was. We have police footage saying he was close to the incident. Um, this wasn't his first time being pulled up for speeding, though. He was caught going 90 and a 45 on Atlanta Highway just not long before that. And the officer actually told him, your break is you're not going to jail because that would make all kind of news, right? Um, right, yeah. And the officer told him, he stated that he had pulled over other UGA football players for speeding just days earlier. Told him to go back and tell your your people quit speeding, man. You know, uh, so I got this is kind of like a, a two part question here, and obviously I'll let you kind of give your your piece and then answer questions if you want to. But uh, was the cop right for letting him off because you know maybe he had arrested him and that would have changed things that night? Um, that's the first question. The second question is. We know what happened with Stetson Bennett. We know what happened now with Jalen Carter. We know that this wasn't the first event with Jalen Carter. We know that the cops said that other UGA players were doing this. Is there an issue in the Georgia locker room with accountability, with keeping your players under control, You know, telling them how they need to react or behave out in the public? Is, is there an issue with all that? Uh, so you could probably say yes. I mean, easily just because of what's going on. But if you want to look at the Stetson Bennett issue, we have to look at it that it is post, you know, more of the post the death of his friends, right, and training coach. 
So you can look at it as multiple ways of, is it a somber thing, a reason why he got drunk and went around on, and knocked on doors? So is that more of a locker room issue, or is that just a, he handled his trauma a certain way and did something that majority of people have done before, yeah. which wasn't, you know, very harmful. Let's be honest, he's just knocking on doors. It could have been a lot worse. Now, when it comes to the cop letting him off, obviously officers have discretion. They can make the choice they want to, and plenty of times people get off of the warning Regardless exactly. of their status, yep. you know, it, yep. it, it, it doesn't matter from... I've been there. Yeah, I mean, sometimes they're just like, hey, man, it's just not worthwhile, slow down, and that's what most people need. Obviously, in this case, we could make the argument that he needed to go to jail that night, or he needed to be arrested or cited or whatever, because I don't know if you know it, but any ticketable offense is an arrestable offense. I so did that, not know that. Yeah, so uh, quick lesson, whenever you're signing your ticket, you're signing in lieu of bail meaning that you're signing your own bond. So instead of going to jail, that's why you sign your ticket. And that's why you go to jail if you don't sign the ticket. I did not know that. Wow. Thank you, uh, yeah. thank you to Officer Ray Ray. Hey, nope, not anymore. <laughs> that life's not <laughs> <laughs> But uh, so as far as him going to jail the second time, uh, from what I've heard the first time, from what I've heard is that he did admit that he was there and that he was like, hey, I was in the wrong. And as you and I talked about earlier, and I still stick to my guns on it, that we've talked before about how these players get put on a pedestal mm-hmm. and how they're looked at as like, you know, let's just be real, they're like gods amongst men on, on college campus. Especially when you're the top dog, when you're the natty team, when you know, you're the cream de la cream of the school. People probably get out of the way for you if you're, you know, on the Georgia Bulldogs. So that being said, he probably had that mentality about him, and he probably isn't as mature as he could be. And I found out earlier with Nolan Smith talking to the Combine, they're eating steak and lobster, you know, like every other day kind of deal. So, like, they're treated really good. And that being said, I don't think he understands that, hey, rules do apply to you, man. You know, this is the real world out here. You can't be doing this. So I think what the Clark County Police did was good about doing the arrest warrant and, like, hey, let's do a reality check. But another thing is that Clark County system is an absolute joke because the turnaround time for majority of bonds is only 15 to 20 minutes that people are in jail there. So it really doesn't matter. So it's really just a, hey, give us your $4,000 bond, and then 15, 20 minutes later, he's out. Wow. So I don't know if you know that. But, yeah, so you can go get in a bar fight in Athens, and you'll be out drinking again with your buddies in about the next 30 minutes. That's how ridiculous <laughs> it is in Clark County. Put him on, yeah. put him on uh, blast. Well, uh. Hey, hey, it's not the PD's fault, okay? It's it's all the voting that goes there. But all, all the political stuff aside, I think uh, it was good for him as a person. I don't think it'll hurt his draft stock because all he was charged with was reckless driving and racing. And again, at the end of the day, NFL teams have kept people for worse and have mm-hmm. signed people for worse. What's uh, what's your take on this, Brandon? You know, I, I counted them a little bit more lenient. I mean, of course, with the, with the stuff that it's very serious with, with what went down and like, those are no, those aren't laughable charges, but I mean, a lot of these guys, I mean, think about it when you're 20 years old, 20 years old, you're like Ray Ray just said, you're the king of the campus. Mm -hmm. Everybody bows to you. You just kind of, you kind of lose perspective. And a lot of times, and success also brings, brings with that. Uh, um, Like, I mean, with Alabama, you look, you look back to, what like Henry uh, Henry Ruggs did mm-hmm. with the Raiders, where he killed that killed that lady, and I mean, they're very successful. They have everything to lose, but sometimes 
you lose sight when it comes down to like actually the perception of reality. Right, right, right. And I mean, for the Stetson Bennett thing, that it, it's completely he knows better than that. He he's the oldest he was the oldest player in college football, but I mean, I'm not as lenient with him as I am with with uh the Jalen Carter thing. Well, uh, since we're on the topic of the way people are behaving in general, John Morant rolling over to the NBA. So, as uh, y'all gentlemen may have seen today, he's been suspended at least two games by the Grizzlies, but they've actually come out now and said that it's uh, indefinitely until, you know, they can figure out what's going on. So, I'll give y'all a quick little rundown of the backstory and then see what y'all gentlemen think. So, um, the reason he's suspended right now is because he was caught on IG Live inside a nightclub flashing a handgun, and the Colorado police are now investigating it. The bigger story here is this is shown to be a recurring trend of what's going on with this guy. So let's kick it back a little bit. Last summer, uh, the Grizzly star was accused of punching a 17-year-old during a pickup basketball game at his house. Four days before that, a security guard at a Memphis mall filed a police report against him alleging that John Moran and his uh, posse or, you know, the people with him, that they threatened him, basically asking what times he get off, we'll come back and see him, and blah, blah, blah. Well, the issue with the 17-year-old was he punched him, the police report, or the lawsuit, excuse me, says 12 to 13 times. It also says then that John Morant went into his house and came back out with a gun visible in his waistband. Apparently, the altercation started of the guy threw the ball, or John Morant threw the ball at the kid forcefully. The kid launched it back at him forcefully, and it went through John Morant's hands and hit him in the chin. And John Morant did say, I did hit him. I did swing first, but he's saying it was in self-defense. I don't really understand how that's self-defense, but... The boy apparently said that he threatened to come back and light their house up like fireworks. That's what John Moran is saying. And the family's also suing for $20 million against John Moran. Now, to me, the lawsuit, I think that's a little insane, $20 million for a disagreement. If he pulled gun on him, then you need to have you know criminal charges brought against him. But I feel like that's a an opportunity to try to grab some quick money, my personal opinion. But So obviously all that transpired. And then it was reported, I think about a month ago, that uh, the Pacers traveling team, they were at, you know, with them and everything, uh, they had just played the Pacers that night, that they were near the team's bus, and his acquaintances, as it was put, drove real slow by in the SUV and trained a red laser on them. Somebody's later been reported as saying that it was 100% a gun. They knew John Morant was in the car. They could not see him, but they knew he was in the car. He also had the altercation with Shannon Sharp, and Shannon Sharp came back on there and it said, you know, stop posturing like you're a thug instead of just being the real good basketball player you already are. And he just came out and said, you're hustling backwards and advised him to move differently. So, Brandon, I'll go ahead and start with you first. What's your, what's your take on all this, man? What do you think? I, mean, I know there's a lot to unravel there, but what do you think about all this? Man, talk about a guy that has everything. John Morant, he's a he's an NBA star, the star of the Grizzlies. Uh, I mean, being see the Grizzlies are our only NBA team, 
And I mean, the success that he could have and him doing these, this, this stuff that, that makes no sense with, with 17 year olds. Now, now with the gun charge going against him, like, I think the best thing for him is to, is to take a step back and, and realize what he's doing is not, is not what he needs to do. He's, he's one of the top 10 guards in the NBA and, but top 10 guards don't go out there with guns pointing at, pointing at other teams' buses. Top 10 guards don't go out there with, with teenagers and are, are, you know, getting mad and punching them over a pickup game. Uh, so it, it just it blows my mind that, that he would do something like that. And, and I think that what the Grizzlies are doing is correct. Like, get him away. Get him away from the team. Just let him – I mean, he's got an investigation. He's – the the police, the NBA, everybody's going to be going at it, and so it just it it blows my mind with with the route that he's going down. It's definitely not a good one, Ray. What do you think on this one? Yeah, I mean, it's like Brandon said. I mean, how do you just have everything going for you and you just choose to to throw it away? And I don't think anyone could say it better than Shannon Sharp that is hustling backwards. You know, you should be moving forward to get better. You should be wanting to get away from all that, but instead he's. I mean, really choosing just to live in it and stay in it. Um, it's pretty neat. I'll read the quote from him from his statement of what he had to say on it and then kind of the issues other people had with it. So he says, I take full responsibility for my actions last night. I'm sorry for my family, teammates, coaches, fans, partners, the city of Memphis, and the Tire Grizzlies organization for letting you down. I'm going to take some time away to get help and work on learning better methods of dealing with stress and my overall well-being. So overall it was good, but people, when they took their issue, was that Nike backed him on it really they've dropped him for now from what i have read but they really just said hey we appreciate jaw's accountability and he's taking the time to get the help that he needs we support his prioritization of his well-being which is good you know for all that that they want him to get better but people are taking the issue with jaw and with nike more of that kyrie irving you know used to be with nike and he got dropped for saying what he said, but now they got all this going on with Jaw, mm-hmm. and they're not really letting him go like they let Kyrie go. So it's just been interesting to see, really, just it's one thing after another with him. You know, you want to be in the spotlight, but do you want to be in the spotlight for this and constantly? And it seems like that's just where he's okay being as of right now. Yeah, I'll give my thoughts on it, and then uh, and then we'll roll on. So. The dude's got to get his life together, man. Um, I mean, don't go back to the life you left. You know, sometimes you just got to let those people go. And it's it's tough, right? I was uh, I grew up in, in a rougher environment. and was around a lot of people. And uh, some of these people I, I, I know today, um, they're not here today or, you know, they're never going to see freedom again. And so... You know, I had to I had to realize as as I started to grow up and become a man that sometimes I got to put them childish things down. You know, I, I don't have to be this hard, tough guy no more. I don't have to portray this this hard exterior figure. Like, you don't have to do that, Ja. You've made it out. Coming from where I've come from and where he's came from and knowing those type of people and stuff like that, they're not going to make it out. Majority of people don't. And majority of people don't make it out and make it to the level that he's made it to. I mean, you know, it's one thing making it out and, and, and you know, having m- turn yourself into a successful person. 
it's another thing making it out and turning yourself into a millionaire like he's done by by literally playing a sport, something we all grew up playing. Like this dude is throwing it all away. All I can think yeah, of is here. Josh Gordon right now. You know what I mean, Josh Gordon. Yep. Yep. You know, I, Josh Gordon's a phenomenal player, and I, I, I kind of hope the man gets another chance. You know, I, I know he's had a lot, but I hope he gets another chance. You know, but he's never gave up on his dream, and he's still out there doing it. But he left a lot of money on the table, man, by doing you know certain things that he knew was was not allowed to be done. So you know, and unfortunately, those guys around him, it's easier for them to keep him in that life mm-hmm. than him to walk away from it, and and for them to get out of that life too. So they're going to keep that you know the misery loves company. They're going to keep him around and uh, try to bring him down on that. But it's sad to say because he's still young too, you know. All in all, 26, you know, around our age is still very young in the grand scheme of things. Well, not around my age, but. Well, you know, you, you can't help that you're the Paul Paul here without being the real Paul Paul here. But <laughs> around Brandon and I, you know, like, it'd be easy for you and I to make one mistake and come back from it still. Right, right. With how younger we are. Like, we still have a chance to bounce back depending on what that mistake is. Mm-hmm. And, and that's where he is. So there's still hope. And I hope, he, you know, like you said, I want him to be better. I want him to come back, yeah. realize, damn, I was dumb. And then just be better at what he's doing. Well, and you know, another thing to to build off that, like that's the only professional sports team in Memphis. Um, and so the whole city is watching them. Uh, and that's a lot of those kids' role models right there. And by it by him being seen out as like doing doing gun related like having gun related charges and doing these various assaults it what what are you what example are you setting at that point not a good one not a good one so nope well we're all out of that we're all real quickly into our uh predictions here we got obviously one that's way too early and then one that's uh getting close to that time so we'll start with the way too early and ray ray since this is your sport I will let you go ahead and lead off. So the bias in me is once again going to go ahead and say that the Braves are going to go all the way back to the playoffs. <laughs> Coming Considering that last year we made up the 10-game deficit against the New York Mets right there at the end, which is really hard. Unfortunately, we did burn our hot streak up to get there. But, hey, we still got there. We got the pennant. Sorry, Phillies. Way to lose that first one in your three-month span oh or your second God. one because they had lost MLS before then. So, yeah, hey, way to do that. Good on you, and we'll clap for you. <laughs> but considering that Matt Olson came in and has replaced, you know, unfortunately, Freddie Freeman, hated to see that go, but, hey, we went out with the end of the deal. Olson has already hit three home runs in the spring ball. Now, I get it, it's spring ball, but to go ahead and be hitting them out this early is already showing the promise. Mm-hmm. Everyone stays healthy. Cunha stays healthy. Mm-hmm. Ozzy stays healthy. It's going to be a heck of a year for him. So I think Braves will take the East. No, no guarantee we go all the way. Sad to say because baseball is hard. It's a lot of games to play. It's a lot to win. Yeah. But for the NL, I'm going to still give it to the Braves, not just out of biasness, but just considering the roster that they have, how they have performed decently well in the spring. Obviously, spring you can't tell too much because it is guys really just trying to make the roster and other guys just trying to get warmed up and adjust to these new rule changes. Now, the American League, I'm really not too sure 
with where to go on that side. I just I haven't really seen anyone to stick out. Obviously, Houston's still doing their Houston things, but I think we can all agree that the Houston Astros' new nickname sticks to them pretty well, considering the cheating scandals that they've had going on. Boston hasn't looked to be the best thing. No, that's my American League team, in case you didn't know. So uh, there's not much bias over on that side, though. They looked okay. They've looked the best in, inside of there in the American League East. But if I really had to give an edge to somebody that I think would take it all over in the American League, I really just feel like Mike Trout and the uh, the Angels are going to surprise a lot of us this year over there in L.A. Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay, well, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give them the edge this go year. Brandon, what's your what's your take on this? What do you who what have you noticed in in spring training and the games and stuff? What uh, what stands out at you? Man, you know, I don't I don't put too much weight into uh, into spring training games. Uh, I mean, a lot of teams have been looking good. I mean, I'm I work for the Padres, so I'm naturally a Padre fan. Yes, but, sir. <laughs> but you know, one of the the Padres make all these signings and and all the they have such a stacked roster right now. And you know, we run out and get no hit by the Cubs a couple of days ago, which the Cubs are gonna. I I don't think that they're gonna finish higher than second to last in their division. Um, That's fair. So I I don't put too much weight when it comes to when it comes to spring games. Now, if we're looking towards the postseason, following. Kind of what Ray Ray said. I I don't. The Padres, uh, that roster is just unbelievable. Uh, mm-hmm. Especially and, with Tatis back. Exactly. I mean, we're going to go twenty games without him, but after that, I mean, you're talking. You have hun- home run pop one through six, and then say somebody like a Trent Grisham goes off like he did during the postseason, and now you're talking seven. Mm-hmm. And, but man, we were so close to the World Series too, and that was without Tatis, you know. Exactly, and so we we lost a little bit of pitching, but I think we made up for it. Uh, and and you know, Ray Ray, I'm sorry to say it, I don't I don't think the Braves are they they might make a wild card spot, but the Mets and with the Braves losing Dansby Swanson, I, I don't, we don't think need him. he didn't want to be there anyway. He's easily replaceable. Twenty percent turnover rate. We don't need him. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Oh but, man. I mean, the Mets are just going to continue to spend, and so I mean, the Mets that, are trying to take uh, over New York, man. Exactly. Hey, I will say, I think we can all agree that the National League is a lot stronger than the American League. Yes. On like, just looking at it, it's just so one sided right now. It, yes, it yeah. is. Yeah. And and as far as AL, I mean, it's a toss-up between the Yankees and the Astros to make it again. Because, yeah, I mean, there's no there's no other front-runner. I mean, Seattle, they made a run last year, but I, I don't think that they'll be able to. They, they have a good team. Again. Yeah, right. It, it'll, take a, it'll take a little bit longer for them to be up to that. But I mean, I really just think that those are the two teams in the AL that are that are worth anything. So, dang, Brandon, what do you think the Braves are going to end as in? If you're thinking that we're just going to wild card it? Oh man, you talking wins last losses? Year, you know, it was hundred. Last year we were hundred and one to sixty one, and came back with that ten game deficit. I would, I would probably 
I mean, Dansby Swanson's not going to, it's not like he's a, he's a 15 war player, you know, that's unheard of. But I mean, I'd probably say it's down to, you know, maybe 98 and, or that'd be 64. But yeah, whatever that difference is, I, I think that, so you, you're saying it'll be close, but we'll get edged out. Right. Cause I, I mean, with the Mets, I mean, they had DeGrom last year, but he was hurt. But with Justin Verlander, I mean, that's a, I would take Justin Verlander over DeGrom any day of the week, as long as he stays healthy. And so I think, I think the Mets are going to be another, they're going to, they're going to repeat their hundred win season from last year. Maybe add a couple to that. Well, it's definitely the true competition for the Braves inside of the East. Yeah. Well, here's, here's gentlemen, what I have gotten out of this one. So, KC right now, and obviously, like I said, this is the spring training. But KC is looking disgusting. 85 runs scored. I mean, that's by far the most. Um, if they could cut their runs scored against them down, they could really start kind of turning something around there. Um, the Padres look good. I think they're going to make a serious threat to go deep again. The, uh, the Boston Red Sox, they have twice as many runs um, as runs allowed, and are currently undefeated in seven and zero. They also have the best differential, so that's huge. Uh, it, what I am taking away from here, I'm not too impressed by the Dodgers at this point in the game. They're five and two. They are better right now, record wise, than the Padres, but they've only scored four more runs than allowed. So they're not like really putting these games away. I mean, a run or two a game, and they're all of a sudden, you know, they're on the other side of 500. The Padres are, are plus 23 as of me, you know, checking out the stats. Obviously, they did lose today, but they're plus 23. The Mets and the Yankees, um, they're floating in the middle right now, but I, I kind of feel the same way you do, Brandon. I think they're going to make a push, and they're going to be something this year as well, both of them competing. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them push pretty far. My World Series prediction, then we'll get y'all's two real quick. My World Series prediction is Boston versus Padres. I'm going to go there. So, Ray Ray, who do you got in the World Series this year? Well, considering that Alex Anthopoulos, which is the Braves' GM, has taken us to five consecutive NL East titles in a World Series, I think the future's still bright in Atlanta. So Atlanta's definitely going to still go make that run. I don't care what the Mets do. Because to me, they're still going to stay irrelevant at the end of the day. But over there on the other side, like I said, I think the Angels will will do something. They're not going to be the team. I really do think that uh, Houston has just stayed on top. It's going to probably be Houston going back again because they've just stayed so consistent. So you think Houston and Braves? Yeah. Okay. Brandon, who you got? Got to roll with the Padres from the NL and – that's for legal reasons, right? Oh, yeah, for legal <laughs> reasons, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, Padres, I'm thinking Padres-Yankees get a get a 98 rematch. Okay. Right. I, yeah, I think that's good. I think truly over on the American side, you could throw it up and it'd be 50-50 truly between the, uh, the Yankees and the Astros. All right, well, and Padres uh, in four. Overall, of the national though, I think it's going to really come down to who gets hot. That's all it's going to turn into is who gets hot in October. Mm-hmm. It's going to be true baseball time. Well, talking about our other favorite sport, then 
Ray Ray. Who, uh, what you got in the NHL prediction? So obviously the playoffs are not far away right now. And uh, we won't dig too deep into it until obviously the season starts, you know. But um, obviously there are some favorites. And you got kind of an, or not season, excuse me, the, the, the postseason. Um, obviously there's some favorites. So right now, based off of what you're seeing, who are you thinks going to uh, end up making it to the Stanley Cup? So going off of what we were talking about before we started the show, I think you you just cannot say anyone but Boston. You just it has to be Boston. If it's not, how pathetic and what a shame to do all that work for nothing. It's it's ring or bust. Yeah, yeah. So the eastern side it has to be Boston, and if it's not, it's just like, dang, sorry about it. Go cry. I guess that's hurtful. As far as the western side. I know, because what was it? Colorado won last year, right? Correct. Colorado, I'm not going to lie. Colorado uh, kind of embarrassed us. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, they did get a little manhandling there at the end, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, You know, for the for the sake of it, for kind of looking at the points and everything, and just for just for the wild card for the dark horseness, I'd kind of like to see the expansion team of Seattle actually at least make it to the Stanley. I know that also they, they get to bring in the players how they do. But it's still neat, right, when you see all these guys get meshed together from all over. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, figure it out together, guys. I know team <laughs> chemistry is just now starting. Like, you hated each other last week. You love each other this week, you know. Yeah. So I think it'd just be cool. I think it's good for the NHL. It's good for any sport when your expansion teams are able to do something. You know, not to throw shade at the Texans, but you look at them, they've been winning the NFL since 01, and they've been absolutely terrible. Yeah, it's not, not it's not too often you have expansion teams like the Jacksonville Jaguars go as deep as they went, like what, year right. one, year two, something like that? It's just, it's not good for the sport, I think, as a whole. So mm-hmm. to see Seattle at least in there, it's awesome, and I think it'd be even better, because like, even if they lost, what a an accomplishment and a win for the fan base. Mm-hmm. All right, well, uh, Brandon, who do you got in there? I I got to roll with the Bruins with Boston going. Yep. As well, I mean, you you, you can't take one hundred and three points on in the standings right now and say that they're not going to go all the way. Uh, as far as the West, I mean, I think the the Dallas Stars are are sitting pretty good right now, but you know that the dark horse of of Colorado mm-hmm. in postseason form is just that they turn it on. They turn it up nope. to a different knot. They, they've done it for a few years now where they just, they squeeze their way in and then it's they like just run the play now. Yeah. They run the playoffs. And like you said last year, I mean, the Stanley cup w- was not even close. No. So, I mean, I would have to say, Boston and, and Dallas, but possibly with a Colorado in there replacing Dallas. All right. Well, again, the Bruins got to make it. And to be honest with you, the Bruins got to win it. I, I talked to my buddy Boston Dave and told him, if your Bruins don't win the Stanley Cup, in my opinion, your season was a bust. This is not a season where you're like, yo, you, you went deep, you know, and especially like build on that. It's a bust, man. Y'all have to win the Stanley Cup this year. Y'all have done too much to not win it. So I'm going to pick the the Boston Bruins 
with my head, not with my heart, says my Tampa Bay Lightning get back there. They're always in the mix. Don't ever count us out. That's with my heart. But uh, if I'm going to have to bet $100 one way or the other, I'm going to bet my 100 on the Bruins. And, um, hey, man, it's like, yes, yeah, that's a good call. I mean, that'd be like betting against Patrick Mahomes again. You might yeah. as well just bet on the, the winners. Yeah. So even if I, you know, want to see my team get there, the Bruins are figuring it out how to play this year. So I'm going to go Bruins. And I was looking at the lineup and, and seeing where everybody was kind of at right now as far as win-wise. And Dallas is a good pick. They're on top right now. But, man, something just makes me feel like the Avalanche are going to get back there. I don't know what it is. I don't know why it's a, if it's a gut feeling. I don't know. But I feel the Avalanche are going are gonna to get back there. So... I'm going to pick Bruins versus Avalanche in the Stanley Cup this year. Are oh, you locking it in? I'm going to lock it in because I'm not playing All with right. my heart and playing with my head. Brandon, were you able to lock one in between the two? You know, I I think I'm going to have to go Boston, Colorado. I mean, that that's okay. that's absolutely a lock almost. I mean, it's it's tough to pick between Dallas and them, but I mean, you look at you look at the West, I mean, there there's no there's no real front runner they're all within you know two three standing points of each other of who could win mm-hmm. all right well uh we'll roll out of hockey then because um i'm sure we're gonna be talking about this a lot more here in the future especially once everything starts kicking off so we'll go ahead and start talking about a little xfl and recap week three right now so Week three, we've seen the Battlehawks go and play the the D.C. Defenders. And A.J. McCarron, he didn't have the magic to win it this time. Uh, they did come close. He threw four touchdowns. We also threw two interceptions. Um, but ended up ultimately falling to the Defenders. And now the Defenders have sole possession of the XFL North at 3-0. So, you know, kudos to them. The score was uh, 34-28 Defenders. The Battle of the Winless Sea Dragons versus the winless Vegas Vipers. Somebody has to come away with a win in this one, right? So somebody's season is going to start training up, at least for one week. Really, there's not much to say about this game, man. The highlight of the play had to be Josh Gordon caught a 65-yarder to help secure the first win for the Sea Dragons. The Vipers, they're still looking for it. So 30-26 Sea Dragons. Orlando headed to Arlington to play the Renegades. They were also looking for their first win, Orlando that is. It wasn't a pretty game overall. Um, this was the first game all season that uh, that guy that Ray can't never remember, Paxton Lynch, wasn't benched. However, he's still winless throughout the year. So Orlando right now has a, a quarterback crisis. I mean, they lost 10-9. to So 10-9, Renegades. And then the final game faced two Texas teams, the Brahmas, when they went to play uh, the Roughnecks in Houston. So... The Roughnecks came out hot, but they kind of fizzled out in the second half a little bit. Lucky for them, time ran out because the Brahmas had begun to mount a comeback. But here's the problem, man. The Roughnecks are one of the top teams. You can't afford to let them get a a sizable lead on you. understand points swing dramatically in the XFL quickly, but you still, you can't do that. So the Roughnecks right now are also undefeated. They're one of two undefeated teams, and they hold sole possession of the XFL South. So out of those games, gentlemen, Ray Ray, 
Anything caught y'all's eyes? Anything, uh, y'all get to catch any of the action or any of the highlights? Man, so, uh, unfortunately, I forgot that that was on this week, which is kind of shameful because I, I was upset with myself. So I completely forgot about Thursday's game. But, uh, time Sunday came around, the second game of the day was already near the end. So I caught the end of it. But I really did watch majority of the Brahmas and the Roughnecks. And it started off great. I mean, it was like, I was like, man, this is about to be a high-scoring game. They both came out, both punched their tickets at the beginning. You know, the announcer's over here like, if you bet the over, you're looking happy right now. Yeah, I remember hearing him say that. Great. <laughs> They're like, man, you should have bet the over. And then all of a sudden, the Brahmas just teetered out. Yeah. And they ended up losing. If you bet the over, you ended up losing by one point. Mm. And there was, well, I think the Brahmas got held like three times within the five on like three different drives, which is even more heartbreaking to think that you didn't need them to win. They just needed to kick a field goal for you to get the (laughs) over. They couldn't do anything for you. It's how heartbreaking. I will say that the football seems to be getting better, in my opinion. Yes. They're all starting to match a little bit. So I found out, I don't know if you knew it, it's pretty cool to me that they get bonuses for winning their games. For winning a game. Yes, sir, I did see that. Yes, that's pretty cool. So if you're part of the Orlando team, you're really not liking Paxton Lynch right now. No, because you're like, dang, son. Where's where's our money? <laughs> Brandon, have you got to catch any of these games all season? Or, or are you caught any highlights no. or anything? No, I have not oh been able to catch God, anything. Man. You miss it. You know, yeah, you know, looking at – I'm looking at the scores right now and, and looking at the standings. I mean, I might have to start checking me out some of that Houston Roughnecks action. They got they're, – they're plus 39 in the point differential. And, I mean, the D.C. defenders are right up there too. So, I mean, I might have to – Start carving out some time in my Sundays and Saturdays to catch some of these games. Wagon at this Man. point, doesn't it? So it's all <laughs> on Sunday. It's all. Uh, it's one game Thursday. No, it changes every week. Uh, is it now? Is it different now? Yeah. This so this week I was going to tell you this week it was one game on Saturday and three games on Sunday. The week before that so, it was one on Thursday, one on Saturday, two on Sunday, and the week before that it was two on Saturday and two on Sunday. That's so it right. changes. That's so right. I have to. So repeat. that's why I miss things. I think it does make it a little bit harder for people to catch it because yeah, the schedule's starting off there. I can't tell how many times I went to tune in this weekend and was like, "Oh, they're not on right now," or "What? I'm in the middle of a game because I thought it was another time." So that's when I started okay. recognizing that. So yeah, I'm gonna tell you what. But we're all all learning together, Brandon. I'm gonna tell you what, man. If you haven't got a chance to watch it, if you are a fan of football itself, you will love this. It just seems like there's more action. The XFL's got the presentation piece down pat. So I'm really pulling for them to do well because, like I said, their presentation and the way they, they just, I mean, the, the whole product, man, it's solid. I don't really know where I could take, besides, obviously, athleticism and stuff out there on the field, I can't really tell you any other way that they need to improve. I really can't. Yeah, I, I mean, and, you know, it, it's, when it first started, I kind of thought of it as like a, a minor league, NFL because I mean it has a lot of the the NFL washouts. I mean I I, yeah, and it is. I really need to start getting into this. I'm telling you what, you won't be disappointed, man. If you're a fan of the sport, you will not be disappointed. I'm telling you. So, well, we won't sit on that topic no more. We'll roll into uh, our our last three quick topics here, and then we'll get ready to uh, tie this bad boy up. So, first off, uh, we had some big stuff happen this week, or excuse me, today, and. Um, there's three different things. The first one would be Derek Carr went to the Saints. Ray Ray, you and me talked about this. He signed a four-year, $150 million contract, $100 million guaranteed. 
no trade clause. He is 32 years old, so he's almost my age. Uh, I guess, gentlemen, before we roll into the, the next person, what's y'all's thoughts on this? Did, uh, did the Saints play the system? Did he help them play the system? Or, you know, is this where after talking to the Jets, he just realized this where he needed to go? What do you, what do you think, Brandon? You know, I think the the Saints is a is a great spot for for Derek Carr. Uh, I mean, I wasn't amazed with what he did with the Raiders, but and, and he did get carried a lot with the Raiders. But he has so the Saints have so many weapons. He has yep. a, a much improved team around him than what the the Raiders were putting were, were putting together. So I really think that that he'll hit stride with the Saints. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, Ray, Ray, what do you think? Man, I don't I don't know how how to feel about it because he's usually the best quarterback right now down there. I think it's undis- you know you can't argue that between Kyle Trask, Desmond Ritter, and whoever they end up putting in Carolina. I don't even know who it is, but I think it's great for him. It sucks personally. For us. It sucks for us, but for Derek Carr, it's great, and I hope he does well. Which also hurts, but I hope he still loses to the Falcons. <laughs> so, like, you can do good, but still lose, I guess. Yeah, I hope he gets swept But at by the, the same Falcons. time, I'm going to go ahead and be honest. We're going to have to figure out a few things, too. So, as, as a Falcons fan, it, it's, this year might be a wash anyway, if we don't put in the right pieces. But it's bittersweet. It's bittersweet for him, because I think he's always just been like, he seems to always been a standout dude. Always been like a good guy. It seems like he just kind of got like done dirty. I like the guy. I hate that he went to the Saints. Because now, now i got to root against him. I have to. There's no option. Like, I have to root against you every game. Like, come on, man. Why you Why you put me in this position? Why you make me do this? You know? Hey, just just conference games. Just conference games. We can root for him. Just him. Right? Against everybody else. I can't but, root for that dude at all unless I'm we're sorry. so far ahead that they can't catch us. I'm sorry. So I'm going to record you rooting for him one day. It won't happen. Um. <laughs> so... The next one would be Mr. Derrick Henry. And, uh, Brandon, I don't know. I know you're from Nashville. I don't know if you're a Tennessee Titans fan. And if you are, I'm sorry. But Yes, I am. Derrick Henry went on the trading block. So here's some things that uh, we might talk about. He's almost 30 years old. So what do you really get for him? I'd say that I, I've stood behind it in the Discord. I said it. In today's game, a running back is not worth the first-round draft pick unless you literally have nothing else you need to, to fill. And I think teams are, it's very hard for a team to say they have nothing else to fill. So I don't think Derrick Henry, as great as he is, I don't think you can get a first round pick for him. He's old in the position too now. Exactly. And he has miles on him. So I think he, I, I think he can command a second round pick as a, like a top tier, but definitely no first. Um, and I did see some, in some, betting odds that they threw out and they threw out a bunch of betting odds, you know, you pretty much bet on all of them. So, but here was the five that obviously intrigued me. And then uh, I'll kick it over y'all gentlemen. So the Buffalo bills and Miami dolphins, obviously rare. We talked about last week with Josh Jacobs and where he was going to go and this and that you're taking him over Henry. Yeah. Yeah. You're, oh, you're taking Josh Jacobs. Yeah. I, yeah. I think you're good with either one of them. I, I personally like either one of them. Um, but yeah, so you got both of them. Uh, spots and then some interesting places that I seen them talking about was the Denver Broncos, the New England Patriots, and then this one intrigued me only if the quarterback situation gets ironed out, and that would be playing with the Ravens. 
Only oh. if Lamar is still their quarterback. I'm pretty sure he is. Did that not happen today? That that got uh, solidified. That Lamar got solidified. Or the like, they're the the talks have gotten a lot better. That it's getting right there on the uh, the cusp of it. I have not personally seen anything. Paul I Paul saw I saw on ESPN though. they said that if it came down to it, they would franchise tag Lamar. Hmm. He ain't gonna play if they get franchise tag. No. Yeah, I. Uh, so out of those five spots, though, twelve uh, hours ago they us. remain apart on a contract headed towards franchise tag. That's what it says. So, going on what you said out of those five, the most sense, if you're looking at it from just logic and who needs it, I would put him with New England because you're still having such a young quarterback issue. And what an old vet to come in that could kind of help command and figure things out for you. And that has kind of been around the block a little bit. But my God, can you imagine him in Miami? No, I can't imagine the money in Miami. I can't imagine the money in Buffalo either. You know, that's something, though, if, you know, Miami just gave a ton of draft picks for Tyreek Hill last year, I I don't know if they would be able to necessarily afford Derrick Henry. Yeah, when it comes to that, yeah. Yeah. Because their advantage for Jacobs is he's a free agent. Exactly. That's just, that's just money. That's not capital. They'd have to trade players. Yep. Um, yeah, good point. I didn't even think about that. Good point. Yeah, um... The Bills could give it up. The Broncos the Broncos just gave up picks to get Sean Payton, since we're on that topic. But I think, honestly, I think, man, that would be phenomenal landing spot for him to go play with Russell Wilson. Yeah. I mean, I I really, yeah, really, I just, really just comes down to what Tennessee's willing to just let it go for. 100%. I mean, it could just be a 12-pack of donuts, if that's really just what they wanted. You know, you never really know. After being on his diet for the past week, I definitely could go for a 12-pack of donuts. <laughs> I just think that we wouldn't be surprised, or you could be surprised with what they give, or just what they'll accept for him. After watching Julio well, Jones walk for so cheap, nothing surprises me anymore. Yeah. Well, another thing, too, with the, the whole Derrick Henry saga is his injuries mm-hmm. now. It, and, I mean, like you said, he's 30, he's 30 years old. That's an old running back. That's an old running back, and it, it's starting to catch up to him. Yep. And being a Titans fan, you know, I, I, I could see, I would love to see them trade for a first round and get Bijan Robinson, but it, it's just not going to happen with with Derrick Henry's history right now, missing multiple weeks last season, thirty years old. He's he's on the downhill right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think that's fair to say. Even if he has one resurgence year as a running back, he is age-wise and all the young guns coming in, yeah, it's it's definitely heading downhill. The Patriots are only going to pick him up if they can get him cheap. That's just how the yep. Patriots play. So and I feel like they could, though. The Buffalo really Bills, like the Buffalo Bills, if they could afford him, they would get him. They'd snag him. But besides that, man, honestly, it looks like he's going to probably go. I don't know if he's got a no-trade clause in there. But if he doesn't, it honestly looks like he's going to go to a team he probably doesn't want to play for. So... The, well, I mean, uh, he's played for Tennessee. He'll play for anybody. Oh my God! Couldn't help himself. That, Couldn't help himself. That that that, that hurts. <laughs> is, it, is it true though, Brandon? I just have to. Say <laughs> well, uh, the final thing, gentlemen, and we'll we'll start. You know, getting ready to close this bad boy up. Geno Smith just re-signed with the Seattle Seahawks, and uh, I believe it was what a hundred and four million dollars. 
105, three years. 105, three years. There it was. There it was. I, I, I wrote it down earlier. I'm not um, paying. I'm selling. Really? Really? Wow. I don't want that. That's I, too much money for that man. I disagree. I don't care if he didn't write back. I disagree. I, 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 I like it. I like it. I think snagging. Yeah. He was going to get a contract somewhere, I believe. So absolutely, I feel like. Uh, well, that's is that not the issue now with all the quarterback stuff? Ever since the Deshaun Watson is like you have to pay for what you got because you're afraid to get anything else, and if you don't pay for it, someone else will. That's been, I think, a while coming. I think Deshaun Watson just kind of with that. Well, with the guaranteed that, money, guaranteed money it. threw it off. Yep. I, I personally, I'm buying him. I'm buying him. Um, he did great for y'all. You don't really have a whole lot of pieces around that organization to keep running, and yet they still did. Yeah, he's got two decent wide receivers. Yeah, he's got a running back that's starting to show off. Um, I don't think you mess with it. I don't think you you mess with that formula. I think you 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 lock him down. Obviously, he's not going to be your your starting quarterback for the next ten years, but you lock him down now. And who knows? Maybe they draft a quarterback. Maybe they draft you know Richardson. Maybe they draft Stetson Bennett. Maybe they draft somebody late in the rounds and mold him behind him. Who knows? I mean, they so. got the fifth pick, right? No, that's why I just I don't agree with them having the fifth pick. They could have easily, with a quarterback in this class, found somebody worthwhile. Well, who are you going to get, though? C.J. Stroud? Well, I mean, I mean you're going to trade up if you want to get any of the top two good ones. Well, it just depends, right? I'm gonna, I, I would have to look up who has the... The picks right now, the, honestly. The, the, the Bears are the only one out of the top five, I believe it was, that aren't quarterback needy. So, And there's only a shortcut two with a with a trailing third. You know, based off of based off of pre-combine rankings. So, I don't know. I personally, I, I'm, I'm with Brandon. I agree you pay the dude. So, that's just my opinion. But, and I mean... You look at the season he had last year. The Seahawks weren't even expected to make it make it to where they did. That that game against the 49ers, they were just going out there just for fun, basically. See how far they can go. So out of your top five, real quick, it's only Houston that you could argue for, and the Colts you could argue for. Who's because uh, the who's next? The Bears, and then it's Arizona at third. Mm-hmm. They're not going to with what they just paid for. So that that would be my only argument. Who's number four? Liz, Four is the Colts. So in order, top five real quick: Bears, Houston, Arizona, Colts, and then Seattle. So with them being number five, and with us talking about the different kind of quarterbacks already, even if C.J. Stroud's gone, even if uh, now I'm blanking on Bama boys gone, you still have the Florida quarterback that we're talking about. You still take a gamble for Kentucky's quarterback. I mean, they're there. I'm just saying, for how old he is, for three years, for $105 million, I feel like I could have got the same I needed to out of, hey, I'm going to throw a rookie in there, congratulations, figure it out, and you're going to do better the next year. Because I really just feel like it's going to be the same thing here. I give Seattle a six-win season. Ooh, golly. Well, uh, we'll see how that plays out. So, um. Well, gentlemen, that's the end of the show. Now, now we're gonna roll into the uh, the stats of the week. So, before I give uh, Ray Ray the mic, Brandon, do you got any stats of the week? No, I do not. You're good, man. You're good. I just give you the opportunity. All right, thank Ray you, Ray. Thank you. Yes, sir. What do you have for me? So, I'm gonna throw you a soccer one, considering that Ooh. the MLS just started up. You know, I went to the game this last Saturday, ended in a tie, but uh, it's the best start Atlanta's had. 
at four points since their six-point start, which is two wins. So if you don't know real quick, a win is three points, a tie is one point, and obviously a loss is zero. So last year they didn't do too well. This year they're already on a better start. supposed to be a good season. So Pele, going into that, won his very first World Cup at 17 years old, mm. which to me is impressive to think that and that's what he played for Brazil, if you don't know. So uh, every time I've seen it, and two people talk about Pele, it's always been good teams coming out of Brazil at that time. Mm-hmm. To me, it's impressive, even if he didn't score anything or do anything, to make your team's World Cup, or to make your country's team's World Cup, that's impressive of itself. The 17 is huge. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're a child compared to most of these other people playing. Yeah. All right. That's all I got. That's mine. No, that's good. Well, I got one for you, and this is a basketball. So, James Naismith. Does that name ring a bell? No? Go ahead and remind me. That yes, is, it does. That That is the founder, the creator, the godfather of basketball himself. So, like I said, I don't know basketball. It's all good. So, James <laughs> Naismith, the man who invented the game of basketball, is the only head coach in the history of the Kansas men's basketball team to have a career losing record, 55 and 60. Invented the sport and couldn't finish with a winning record. He can't help that the people he's coaching can't play. <laughs> how do you not teach the people at your game? How do you not teach them how to win? Yeah, change the rules to your favor. Oh. My grandfather would not approve. If you invent it and you're not cheating to win, terrible. <laughs> Well, that is the only stat I have for today. Um, well, uh, Ray Ray, you got any uh, you got any shout outs this week? Uh, I would say I have a few, but I'm just going to narrow it down. So I sent out the podcast to a lot of buddies. I was pretty happy. I think I had over 10 guys listen to it and all give me good feedback. It's pretty awesome that uh, to have that support and that community support. I don't want to name anybody because I know I'm going to leave out somebody and they listen to this one. I'm going to get that text message like, oh, I guess I didn't mean nothing to you. So, uh, you know how that goes. Oh, That's yeah. just how it is. So, thank you all for listening. And now I'll know if you listen to this one, because you'll text me and be like, hey, I was one of those guys. Thanks <laughs> to all of them. And to shout out a small business, since that's what I wanted to start doing. The name of it is A Piece of Heaven, a little bakery right there in uh, in Dallas. It's a pretty great little place, man. Like, it's got it's a little coffee place, it's a little bakery. You can get, like, fresh bread there if you wanted to. But they do, obviously, like, your cakes, your muffins, and all sorts of stuff. Pretty good little spot. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, I I really only have one shout out, but I was gonna take the opportunity, just like you did, to go ahead and thank all the new listeners. Um, we actually seen a dramatic spike in listens um, to last week's episode. Like I told Ray Ray at the time of us recording this episode, it was actually tied for the ninth most listens out of any episode we've ever done, and uh, it's only been up there for six days. So that's huge because it's ranked with other ones that have been up there for 150 to 200 days. So to see the dramatic spike, um, I know that, that Ray Ray's been out there hustling, trying to get people to listen to it. I know I've been doing it. We've been kind of just you know out there grinding and, and trying to show what we bring to the table and uh, really just kind of wanting to to – let y'all hear what we have and just give a show. We want something for y'all to enjoy. So um, we, we definitely 
uh, improve the, or I mean, not improve. Um, we definitely enjoy the feedback. So thank you so much. And thank you for everything, you know, that y'all have put in. So, um, well, with that, um, Brandon had to go. He had a little bit of technical issues towards the end. So, hey, we, we appreciate you coming on, Brandon. We really do. Um, for all y'all that don't know, Brandon is busy right now because he does work for the San Diego Padres organization there in Slam Diego. So, uh, he, he took some time out today to jump on over this. So, I appreciate it, Brandon. I appreciate all the feedback you got. So, it was it was definitely appreciated for sure. So. And don't don't be afraid to reach out to us if you're listening and, and you want to get on here and talk about stuff too. That's what we thrive on. It's about building a community. So like I know uh it's been a minute since John's plugged it, but hey, we're on that Discord, we're on that Facebook, we're on that Instagram. Mm-hmm. Reach out to us in any of them. And if you have our personal numbers, reach out to us. We want you on here. If you're not an issue, I don't care how versed you are in the topic. Just you know, you can read an article if you want to. You can come talk about whatever little bit you want to. But we want y'all here. Yeah, and that's the thing. We don't expect anybody to come in here and talk about every topic. You know, there's been topics where people are like, "Hey, I'm not real versed in." It. There's topics that I'm not crazy versed into it. But we bring them on because it's a it's a big topic, and I try to do a little bit of reading. You know, it, it's my responsibility to y'all to try to know at least what I'm talking about to a certain extent. So I try to do a little research on it, and I may not be the most you know. The, the the best with it, but I do try to bring y'all something good, something that y'all want to listen to because y'all are taking y'all's time out to hear it. So, well, again, everybody, thank y'all so much for checking out the episode. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Discord, all of that. You can go on our website, latetoworksports.com. All of our social medias are there. There's a little button that says click listen to podcast. You can find our podcast there. We currently have St. Patty's Day uh, late-to-work sports gear up for sale. So get on there, check us out. And um, if you want something custom, let us know. But with that, Ray Ray, I got nothing. I got nothing. Ray Ray got nothing. So with that, everybody, we out. See ya.